Okay. So uh, we are, we'll go ahead and pray, and then uh, we'll get rolling. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you just uh, for the joy it is to be a church, uh, Lord, to uh, be on mission together, uh, and Lord, to have uh, just the fellowship uh, with one another. And Lord, I just, I just personally, I know Andrea and I both are, are um, so thankful for this place and uh, the way it has loved us, the way these people have loved us. And, uh, and Lord, I pray that you would just uh, continue to provide unity and uh, Lord, that you would continue to join us together. Uh, and, and Lord, that this, uh, that this evening would just be productive and fruitful and uh, Lord, that you would get all the glory for it. And so we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it's good to see you all. I'm glad we're all here together. So um, so I'm going to talk through, uh, I'm not going to be up here very long, so you're not going to hear me for that long. Dave's going to be spending most of the time up here training. Uh, but I want to give everybody an update um, kind of on where we're going. Um, so uh, I'll tell you what the elders are working on first. Uh, and the reason that this is important is because uh, the kinds of things that we're working on are not things that we can have a really clear direction on in um, one month. And so, so we, uh, we need some time to actually flesh that out and to, uh, to work amongst each other. And so we're, we are going um, we're, we're gonna to be meeting at the end, I think at the end of March. We're, we're working on a, a, a solid uh, meeting time, but we're going to have a, a retreat where um, we will really start to iron out some of these things. But I'll tell you what they are. Um, the biggest one that, that is really on our minds right now is to simplify and clarify our discipleship strategy. So, uh, so we want to, to really provide clarity as to exactly how we intend to make disciples uh, here at, at Alliance. Uh, and then, but, but what we also know is that we want that to be a, a simple strategy and that it would be very focused. So, um, so that all of us together, that, that, that we wouldn't feel like we're doing 18 different things, but that we would be doing sort of maybe a few things in one really clear direction. Um, and so that's, that's something that the elders are working on right now, on developing and figuring out how do we articulate that in the best way, but even what, uh, what pieces go into that strategy, what roles do different ministries play in that process. So we're working on that. Um, and then we're also... Um, we're going to be strategizing uh, pathways to organizational health into the future. So, uh, even even beyond ourselves, how do we how do we ensure that uh, Alliance Bible Church um, will remain a healthy church, or will will um, you know head into health into the future and will stay as a healthy church? So, what what can we do to solidify that? So, those are the kinds of things that we're talking about. Those are big questions that I don't have the answer to right now. And so, uh, so I just ask for your prayers in that, um, uh, that you would pray with the elders in that process, and that would be really, really helpful. So I can tell you what things we're going to begin working on, which are kind of like at the end of the day, they're, they're not massive changes. Um, they're not things that are going to completely like rock the world, but... Um, but what I want you to know, like, I want you to see why we're doing it. So I don't want to just, like, um, I, so I'm a new person here. Uh, and as a new person, I might get some, like, fun ideas in my head. And I might just decide that I want to do something. And uh, the, the scary part is that 
because I'm in my role and I just decide that I want to do something, I can go and do it. And you might all go like, oh, he's the new guy. He's going to do what he wants to do. Yay, that's good. And then there comes like a certain point where that's not okay anymore, like two years in or whatever it is because I stopped being the new guy. And, and then the things that I do aren't necessarily connected to any vision, but they're just existing. And I don't want anything that we do as a church, any changes that we make, I don't want it to be disconnected from vision, from purpose, from why we're actually doing something. So with that being said, I want to talk to you just kind of the lines that we'll be thinking on for the next few months. So uh, this, there's a big category, which I'll just call for right now, developing and releasing disciples to take ownership of mission. Like that's ultimately what we want to do. And again, the elders are working on the ways that we're going to articulate this, but, but our ultimate goal is we want all of us in this church to take ownership of the mission that Jesus has given to us to make disciples. And so, um, so there are a few steps for what that looks like. Uh, the first step is we really need to understand this church. The elders need to understand this church, and I in particular need to understand this church. And so uh, over the last month, I've been meeting with a lot of people, asking a lot of questions, and I intend to, you know, with the prospect of having a new child and all of that stuff complicating things, I do intend to, Andrea and I both intend to actually meet with a, a ton of people, get to know your stories, get to know uh, the church, uh, what excites you about Alliance's history, like what makes you really happy about this place, um, and, um, and and what, what concerns do you have about Alliance, like the, all of those sorts of things. I, I want to bring those to the surface because those uh, are ultimately going to help us to understand, help us as elders understand the culture of the church. Because once you understand the culture, then you understand how changes can really effectively be made into the future. So first is understanding the church. Second is um, honoring the legacy of faithfulness that has existed here. Um, so I, uh, you know, I, I don't want to do anything without recognizing first that um, we didn't get to where we are without people being really, really faithful. Um, and I, uh, I don't want to, for a second, think that anything we would do in the future is going to be purely based on, because I'm here as a leader now. No, like we get to where, wherever the future is, we're going to get there because there was faithfulness in the past. And so, um, so I want to uh, be really intentional on honoring those things as well. Uh, leadership development. So... Um, one of my big desires is that uh, w- that authority would be released from the position of pastor in this church and be given to more and more leaders so that more and more leaders would actually have um, in their hands decision-making authority to be, be able to advance the mission. And, and the mission being like whatever piece of responsibility you own for the mission, that you would have everything you need to be able to advance it. And so um, so this comes through equipping leaders, uh, whether it's leaders of ministry or even even people who are uh, ministering in their neighborhoods and that sort of thing. I, I want to equip as many people as possible to, do, uh, to, to carry out the responsibility that God has given to them. So that's equipping leaders with tools and strategy uh, with a, a goal in mind of having as little red tape as possible, uh, meaning that if you are a ministry leader and you need to make a decision 
that uh, that the elders have given you all the boundaries. Boundaries are important, but they've given you the boundaries and, and the tools and the resources that you need to be able to effectively make decisions that will advance the, the mission forward in your ministry. So that that is our ultimate desire, is we want to develop leaders who can carry out the mission. And so I've, uh, I, you know, I with uh, Garth and Ray and um, talk talk about men's ministry, talk about uh, the security team. I had a chance to meet with Sue. We talked a little bit about, about women's ministry. We talked about our assimilation process here at the church. Um, and, and what we're ultimately trying to do is figure out what does it take to, to give leaders the tools that they need uh, to make these help these processes move forward a little bit. Um, so that's that's leadership development. And then Along with that, there is this is probably the piece where you'll start to see maybe the most changes. There's, uh, we'll call it increasing relevance in our aesthetic or style. So um, everything that we do has an aesthetic to it. Uh, the way I preach has an aesthetic to it. I could be more conversational or I could be like Bible thumping, like thus saith the Lord. Uh, I have this thing, this like persona that I'll shift into sometimes that Andrea calls me out on all the time, which she's very good about it. She's she's very nice. Don't don't take that the wrong way. But uh, she just lets it happen. Uh, it's called preacher Alex. I'll turn into preacher Alex every once in a while, and uh, and she and I'll become kind of this less relatable person when I'm standing up here. And she'll she'll let me know. Oh, hey, preacher Alex came out today. You just need to know that. And I was like, okay, that's good. Enough. So uh, so anyway, but there's an aesthetic even in the way that I communicate. Uh, so everything that we do has an aesthetic, and that's something that I want to start to be aware of. Uh, so, so I want you to know the content of everything that we do will always 100% be Christ-centered and for the building of the, up of the body. Like that, that's always going to be the content of what we do. But um, we're going to be doing some groundwork to our overall style to bring it more into alignment with maybe how the culture relates. So um, I want to increase relatability to our culture without necessarily compromising content. So I want to strive to, as much as possible, basically avoid creating any potential barriers that might exist with uh, with people who don't know our church and aren't familiar with us. Um, and that being said, like I, I want to aim. So so I want this to be a place that can be engaging for, for people of all ages, um, for, for people of all backgrounds, right? But um, I, I want to recognize the fact, too, like aim specifically at the fact that we have a, a very high demographic in Bartlett of young families. Like that's just a reality that exists here. So as we think about what aesthetic looks like, that's something that we have an eye is that there's a high demographic of young families here. So so something that's attractive, engaging for all people with an eye towards that. And then um, I'm not going to be doing any of it um, because what I like is not what most people like. <laughs> that's just like, I don't have, I don't have those sorts of, I, I'm not really good with decor and aesthetic kinds of things in general. My, my wife has to tell me what to wear and I have to get her opinion on a lot of stuff. So... <laughs> So uh, uh, I actually have, um, in order to create consistency and, and a clear strategy, I've tasked uh, a person with the responsibility over two things, o over announcements 
and decor. And that person is Grace Pofrel. Uh, I've given her those responsibilities. And the reason I've given that to her is that she, she, I've, I've tasked her with, uh, in the realm of decor, you can't just do this yourself. So it can't just be like what Grace would like to do. But uh, you have to go build a team, get perspective to understand how can this place be the most relatable to the, most, uh, the highest number of people without creating unnecessary barriers. So that's, there's that. But then I've also taken announcements because, honestly, announcements is one of the places where we have a huge opportunity to welcome people, or we have a huge opportunity to decide how we're going to handle those potential barriers for somebody who may be far from Christ and they're coming in, how we're going to relate to them. That's, that's one place for that. And so the other thing I've done is handed grace that and say, okay, strategy, consistency, like figure out what we're going to do to make this the most relatable thing. So we're doing that. The other thing that we're doing is uh, we've kind of headed up, a, started working on a rep website revamp. Um, and so that's Garth and Jay and Kevin and, and I. We've been working together, and we hope to, by Easter, have a brand new website that is going to be out. Um, and that, that's another piece of that, that aesthetic, the style, um, and what we do with those sorts of things. And then there are going to be like, you know, we'll get to graphics and the kinds of announcements that we do for ministries and those kind of things. But just know that that's like one category of things that we'll be um, heading towards. And the last piece that I want to talk about is uh, the concept of digital strategy. So, uh, so our ability as a church to be effective with the next generation, like if that's who, uh, you know, we're called to reach all people, but there's this upcoming generation that we want to be effective with. Our ability to do that is going to be contingent on us being able to engage well in the digital realm. And uh, the core of any digital engagement strategy is a really, really good website. Um, and so, uh, and that's not just in terms of style, that's in terms of what the website can handle uh, and host and those kind of things. And so, uh, so I've been working with the website team to do that, and um, we're working on updating that. You'll hear more about what exactly digital strategy looks like into the future. There are a bunch of ideas, but I don't want to just like go for good ideas. I want to go for what's going to be most effective. And so, so you'll be hearing more about that as we head in the future. Just know right now that we're working on a website. And the other thing that we've done is we've gotten this really amazing church management system called Planning Center. Uh, and you'll hear Dave talk about that more as to why exactly it's so amazing. But uh, I can tell you like the gist of it. It's even taken some of, like there were a number of administrative tasks here at the church that a number of different people had to do. And, and the fact that we got Planning Center has taken some of those tasks off of people's plates. Like it's, it's alleviated some of the pressure that even we were experiencing as a congregation. And so I want you to know that this tool is actually like, it's turning out to be really useful for us. But this, uh, this communication tool is going to help us to be able to engage more effectively and move things forward into the future. And so that's like, Dave's like, we need to have a planning center training. And that's really the main reason we're here tonight. And I also wanted to take the opportunity to like give you some of my ideas and, and, and what I've been thinking.